HeyYA is sponsored by the Book Riot Insiders. Struggling to keep up with the latest releases? Want to keep an eye on what's coming out in the next few months for your work or your personal pre-ordering needs? If you need help turbocharging your TBR, Book Riot Insiders is here for you. Our new release index, available at the novel level for just $5 a month, is curated by resident Velasa reader Liberty Hardy from the All the Books podcast. She keeps track of the most exciting books pre-publication so that you can browse them, know when your favorite author's next novel hits stores, or find your next favorite read. Go to insiders.bookwrite.com to sign up. Welcome to Hey YA. From great new books to favorite classic reads, from new stories to the latest in on-screen adaptations, Hey YA is here to elevate the exciting world of young adult lit. Hey YA is a book riot podcast hosted by Kelly Jensen, that's me, and Eric Smith. We're recording on Thursday, April 25th, 2019, and we're excited to have a special guest on today. So welcome, Alyssa Lease. Hi, thank Hi. you for having me. Hey. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and... Uh, maybe you can tell them where we're recording because this is a special on location recording. Yeah, yeah. So we're recording at the Crystal Lake Library, which is actually my home library. And is it your home library? It's not, but it's really close. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, um, so my name is Alyssa, and my YA fantasy just came out about um, six weeks ago, um, and it's about a girl named Rhea who has these terrifying nightmares and visions of a forest that she sees in her backyard, but when she tries to enter, um, the forest disappears, and no one else can see it but her. And meanwhile, there is a witch that lives in that forest who grants wishes to children who visit her in their dreams, and eventually their storylines collide. What's the title of your book? Oh, it's The Waking Forest. I guess I should mention that. That's probably important information. Before we hopped on to record, we were talking about like when you have that pitch down, you know, for a book. I was so ready that I... She was on it. I was like watching the confidence and I'm like, what's the title of the book? (laughs) Whoops. Welcome. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You're our guest expert for our topics today. So, um... Eric, what have you been reading lately? Oh, man. So so first, I have to uh, apologize in advance. Right now, the my, my wife and I, our house is right across from a, from a school that has like a giant, you know, pretty big football field in front of it. And the scoreboard is malfunctioning and like <laughs> letting loose this like pew pew noise. Like every, oh, it's like every two or three minutes, like I can like count it and it hits. Uh, and then the dog goes crazy. <laughs> And, like, I feel like I'm in a YA novel right now, you know? It's like, oh, I don't know, that the old school scoreboard is haunted and something's going to happen right now. Um, But, yeah, so just apologize when every three minutes you hear my dog barking. It's because of the the haunted scoreboard in my uh, my YA novel life. Um, So, yeah, in terms of reading, uh, I'm a little swamped at work. uh, But I did get a early copy of I Hope You Get This Message by Farah Nasrishi. Um, which doesn't come out till October, so this blip is definitely coming to you uh, from the future. Um, <laughs> and it's basically like the perfect me book. Um, you know, we always talk about like liking our survivalist books and liking our end of the world books and all the other stuff that makes people question if we're good people or not. <laughs> uh, but this one, uh, it's the world is going to end in seven days uh, because aliens are coming to take us out what? and everybody knows it. Yes. Uh, so there's a bundle of teens who are just trying to figure out what they want to do with this, you know, this last chance that they have. Um, I'm just a few pages in and it makes me think a lot of reading The Last Policeman by Ben H. Winters, which was one of my favorite uh, books that I worked on forever ago when I was at Quirk. Uh, sort of mashed up with uh, Mirror in the Sky by Aditi Karana, which I, I talked about quite a bit when it came out. Um, you know, the world is ending, or, or maybe it isn't, and there's this, like, sci-fi element to it, obviously, but it's more about the characters, you know? And I feel, like, really attached to the characters and care a lot less about sort of everything that's going on, so it makes it, like, the perfect sort of uh, light sci-fi read. And, uh, yeah, I hope a lot more people have this on their radar, because it's... Is really good. Um, there's a, there's another like sort of pre-apocalyptic 
YA. What, what is that thing? A, a tumble and fall about, about like the three kids on that like island. Um, but this one, I uh, yeah, this 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 I like better. It's it's awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. Yeah. What about you? Well, um, I am reading um, right now. I actually just finished a bunch of adult books. Um, so my white reading has been kind of slow, but I brought with me um, I Wish You All the Best by Mason Deaver, which is about a genderqueer teen. So um, I haven't started it yet, but I think that's the next one I'll start. And I've got White Rose by Kip Wilson sitting in my car, ready to go. Uh, it's a first novel about the White Rose resistance. And then um, I've also got the new Sarah Dessen book sitting on the top of my to-read list. Um, I, I did finish a book last week, I guess, uh, a YA book called Bright Burning Stars by A.K. Small, which is a ballerina book set in Paris. I love ballerina books. I know. I'm obsessed with ballerina books. <laughs> um, and this one is about the competitive nature of like a, a school that is a ballet school, but the real heart of the story is about a best friendship that's breaking up, and uh, these two girls have been best friends since their first day at the school, and now there's a rift and so um it's a good one it it takes on a lot of really interesting issues it's set in paris uh one of the main characters is from france the other one is from america so it's a really interesting uh look at culture and um what it means to survive such a like high stakes sort of school um growing up what about you what are you reading Alyssa? Yeah, so I'm about halfway through Grave Maidens mm. by Kelly Kuhn, which I believe comes out in December, I want to say. Um, and it's a fantasy inspired by ancient Sumer. Mm. Um, and it's it's about this girl who is a healer. She's an apprentice to her father. And um, the ruler of her city-state is dying. And when the ruler is dying... They pick um, three girls called Sacred Maidens or Grave Maidens um, to go into the afterlife with him if he dies. And it's supposed to be this big honor. And her sister's very excited to have been chosen. Um, but she's kind of like, you know, you're, you're going to die, essentially. <laughs> um, and so she's now trying to heal the ruler so that um to avoid her sister having to be sacrificed um it's really beautiful the world building is so awesome because i didn't know that much about this culture um but it's so detailed and i'm really really into it that sounds awesome and like so different than what eric and i usually talk about which is really Really nice. Yeah, I definitely gravitate toward fantasy, but I'm also reading um, uh, Serious Moonlight by Jen Bennett. I just started that. I'm only three chapters in, but it's um, really good. It seems like it's going to be a really sweet romance. Is that the one? Is that the survival one? No. No, okay. I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe. I guess I'm only three chapters in. I don't know. Not every book has to be a survival book. Stop it. You mentioned one of her books before, Eric, and said that it was one of those books that we like. So I hear the name and I just assume that all of her books are that, okay? <laughs> um, let's let's dive into the meat of our show, um, which is not all about survival books yet. Um, if you want to hit the first sponsor, Eric. Yeah. So our first sponsor is uh, The Lovely and the Lost by Jennifer Lynn Barnes uh, from Disney Publishing Worldwide. High-octane suspense meets survival epic in this young adult <laughs> in this young adult thriller about a missing girl, uh, a teen with a twisted past, and an unconventional family with an unconventional family business, training search and rescue dogs. Page-turning mystery and breathless action uh, with the blending high-stakes action of a police procedural uh, with the majestic thrills of a heart-pounding survival story, uh, The Lovely and the Lost explores what it means to be lost and the power of family, love, and romance to bring us home. Uh, Jennifer Lynn Barnes has thought out every intricate detail of these characters' backstories in a con- unconventional family of characters, from Kira's time as a feral little girl in the woods to the genesis of Free's independent attitude to Katie's contentious relationship with her father. Readers will love discovering how this cobbled-together group
group of misfits became a loving family unit. Search and Rescue Dogs. The author is taking the time to give each of these dogs a unique personality and its own role in the action of the story, adding another layer of intrigue to the narrative and making this a perfect read for dog lovers everywhere. Uh, what a perfect ad to tie into what we were just talking about earlier. <laughs> Also, I didn't know that this one was about, well, I don't want to say about, but featured rescue dogs. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, I've never read any Jennifer Lynn Barnes, and I keep meaning to, because she's got so many books out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, yeah, this sounds I good. I mean, this is a survival <laughs> epic, so you know. Survival and dogs. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm into it. Um, let's... Okay, so our first topic is something that Alyssa would be an expert on, yes. which is part of why we have her on the show today, and that is to talk about debut YA novels. Um, Eric and I have highlighted debut books before, but um, it's always something that fascinates me, um, in part because I love seeing... There's two parts. One, I love seeing the books that have sort of become classics of YA that started as debut novels, so things like Speak by Laurie Hall Sanderson, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Um, it's incredible to think that your first book can just become a landmark read for generations and generations. Um, and I also just, I love watching an author grow from that first book into their next book, into their next book, into their next book. And it's cool to to meet somebody on the start of their journey and then be able to follow the whole way through. Um, I, I'm trying to make like a really slick survival novel joke here, uh, but I'll, <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> Do you want to talk a bit about um, your experience as a dating novelist? Yeah, well, it's been really great. I didn't really know um, what to expect, um, and it's been a really interesting journey. Um, being, you know, I too like love following, you know, debut authors and seeing like where their career goes. Um, and now kind of being on the other side of it as a writer and not just as a reader um, has been really awesome. And um, getting to know, like, I've gotten the opportunity to know a lot of other um, authors who are debuting at the same time, which has helped a lot to <laughs> kind of get me through, and um, it's nice to have that resource of being able to ask questions of people who are kind of at the same place that I am, um, but it's been really great. You know, I'm kind of, like most writers, I'm very introverted and kind of shy, so <laughs> this has really pushed me out of my comfort zone in the best way. Um, and getting to, you know, I've gotten to go to schools and do panels and signings, and um, I really love the aspect of presenting the book to the world after sitting with it pretty much, you know, by myself for so mm -hmm. long. Um, yeah, it's been really fantastic. Out of curiosity, like, what, how long did it take from the start of writing this book to it becoming published? Because I know for everybody, it's it's so different. Some people, yeah. you know, it's it's one year they write the book and then it's out there. Other people, it's you know, half their lives before before it comes. Yeah, exactly. Um, mine is probably about four years. Um, I started it. Yeah, four years ago. Um, it took me probably about a year to write. Um, and then, of course, uh, revising with my agent. And then it was on submission for a while, too. Um, and then I f signed the contract for the book deal about a year and a half ago, right, in 2017. Um, and then, of course, more revising with an editor. And um, here we are now. Um, so it's been a, a long journey, but a very good journey. That's awesome. Eric. Yes. Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm muting myself periodically due to the uh, haunted billboard outside. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, you were a debut novelist once. I yourself. was, yeah, once yeah. upon a time. How, how has the journey been since? I mean, good. You know, I feel like <laughs> like there's, a, there's always this, like, uh, horrifying uh, anxiety that, like, uh-oh, what if this is the last book <laughs> with mm. uh, every book uh, that I've written? <laughs> I'm definitely um, feeling that now. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, you just sort of push through it and you keep going. Um, I don't know. It's been fun. I, I'm, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> should we, uh, should we talk about some of our favorite debut novels from this year and just years past? Oh, goodness, yes. Like Hot Dog Girl! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eric, do you want to start? 
<laughs> oh goodness. Well, I, I'm just. This is just like the book for me this year. I'm probably not going to shut up about it. Uh, it's about a teen girl working in a theme park, smitten with someone. Maybe she's going to get a shot, but oh no, she's dressed as a hot dog and has to walk around <laughs> the, around the theme park as a hot dog. Um, That's amazing. And you know, like I remember when that cover was revealed, and like it just made me laugh, like constantly. And the title made me just laugh every time I saw it. And I was like so worried that it wasn't going to live up to the to the title, you know, and the cover. Um, but it it does, and it just cracked me up throughout the entire book. And it's so sweet and so charming, um, and it still makes me laugh every time I think about it. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, like. Best title ever, <laughs> and that uh, yeah, it's a debut novel from Jennifer Dugan, um, and I know she writes comic books. She does, she has like some graphic novels and stuff. But this is like her first book, uh, and I highly recommend reading it if you want a a good summertime laugh. And that's a uh, Hot Dog Girl <laughs> by Jennifer Dugan. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I cannot wait to read that one. Oh, it's so awesome. Do you um, want to go? Yeah. So um, one of my favorites, the one that I've been screaming about. Um, for a while now is a uh, descendant of the crane by Joe he um, it is a fantasy a Chinese inspired fantasy about a princess who is suddenly the queen of an unstable kingdom um, after her father is murdered and there's a lot of betrayal and political intrigue and dangerous magic and it's just so beautifully done I loved it it was like it was one of those books that just had me going what what the whole time because there were so many twists and turns and it was just gorgeously written um i cannot recommend that one enough and that one has a really gorgeous cover too so pretty yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's a smaller publisher too albert whitman is that right yeah 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 Yeah. which is they're they're semi-local to us they are yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um but it's cool i've been seeing that one pop up everywhere which is great like yeah Mm -hmm. um it was even one of the book of the month club uh picks which I, oh. I bought because every book of the month club YA book I buy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I haven't picked it up yet, but is it, is it standalone or is it part of a series? Um, I think it is standalone. It felt like at the end, like there's definitely potential for mm-hmm. more, um, but I do think that she intended it to be just one book for now. Awesome. Uh, my first pick is The Opposite of Always by Justin A. Reynolds, and I've talked about how Groundhog Day is my weakness, and uh, Reynolds' story is about a boy who keeps pursuing this girl and wants to make sure that their romance ends in the right way, uh, a la Groundhog Day. Um, had me hooked from the pitch alone, and there were so many clever nods to Bill Murray and to the movie, and also just like it was its own thing. Um, I love the characters in this one, and uh, the cover on this one is so great. If you look at it after you've read the book, you can pick up on all of the little like um, pieces of the plot that are in there. And that is The Opposite of Always by Justin A. Reynolds. I loved that book, and I mm-hmm. feel like there's like a YA prom Groundhog Day book that just got announced. I told you about that last time, was didn't that you, I? You were telling yeah. me about it? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, uh, like... Oh, yeah, that's, uh, oh, Lydia shoot. Lydia Sharp? Yes. Lydia Sharp, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I can't remember the title, though, but the author I remember, because I thought, I need, I need like, a list of why Groundhog Day books. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, there should be more. That, <laughs> is, yeah. that is definitely an episode. I'll have to look up <laughs> when the anniversary of the Groundhog Day movie is uh, and do a, a random <laughs> episode around it. <laughs> I could re- probably record from the Groundhog Day house. Like oh. how yeah. how awesome would that be? I was just gonna say it was filmed right yeah. near here. Yeah. <laughs> the the house is like two blocks from where I live, and I can see it from like my top window. Um, all right, this show just like went down a whole different road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have another wreck. So in terms yeah, of yeah. Uh, YA debuts, cause, and I know we talked about it before. It was that Wicked Saints by Emily Duncan? I talked about how it felt like a like a heavy metal song. Um, so this one hit the New York Times bestseller list just like two weeks ago. Um, it's about a ragtag group of teenagers who plans to assassinate the king uh, with some serious Joan of Arc vibes, which is interesting because we're getting two books this year yeah. featuring Joan of Arc uh, in our stories. Um, one of the kids in the book and, and speaks to the gods and everything. It's super dark, uh, really violent, and, and just really gorgeous. Um, 
you know, if you like books like An Ember in the Ashes, I feel like you will just inhale uh, this novel. Um, and I want to tie another one into this, and that's uh, You'd Be Mine by Aaron Hahn, which is on the complete opposite end of this, because <laughs> while Wicked Saints is like a heavy metal song, this one's like a country song. Uh, Wicked Saints is like brutal and violent, and this one's like a, you know, sweet YA contemporary sort of book about uh, two country music teens uh, who are may or may not be falling in love. And it's very swoony and very fun. Uh, and I think it's interesting to talk about these two at the same time due to some, like, insider baseball publishing stuff because they have the same editor <laughs> at the Ooh. same publishing house. Oh. Uh, and I always think it's so fascinating to, like, learn about, like, an editor who, uh, I think it's, it's Vicky Lane, uh, who works on, like, drastically different books, you know, with, like, mm-hmm. drastically different voices. Um, and they just feel so unique. I don't know. There's, uh, there's something to that, thinking about, like, editors who are able to work across you know, different uh, genres in YA. Um, but yeah, those are two debuts I really liked. Uh, Wicked Saints by Emily Duncan and You Be Mine by Aaron Hahn. Eric, we should do a show on that. And we could also do a show then on um, agents and the books that they represent. Because yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, a lot of readers don't necessarily know that if you love a bunch of books and you figure out who the agent is, maybe there are more books that you can discover that way. Yeah, that's true. That could be fun. Make a note so that we don't forget that. (laughs) Do you want to? Yeah, so I have another one um, that I read a while ago and loved. It doesn't come out until May 14th, which is actually in like two Two weeks. weeks. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, oh wait, (laughs) April's almost over. Um, So it's called The Candle and the Flame by Nafisa Azad. um, And it is about a girl named Fatima, who is um, one of the only survivors of a tragedy that happened when she was really young. Um, her entire city um, was set upon by these this chaotic tribe of jinn, and they slaughtered um, almost the entire population. Um, but she survived, and um, now her city is protected um, by the Afrit, who are a jinn, um, they're the jinn of order and reason. Um, but then when one of the um, Afrit dies, that um, one that she's very close to, um, she finds herself suddenly um, with the, this gin fire inside her, and she is pulled um, into the intrigues of the Maharaja and um, the other jinn and the dangers of um, this magical battlefield. Um, it's such a beautiful book. Um, the world building was... Um, wonderful. There's a little bit of romance in it. Um, I just, I really loved this book. And that was The Candle and the Flame? The Candle and the Flame by Nafisa Azad. That sounds so good. Like, yeah. these are so books so that beautiful. I normally wouldn't gravitate towards, but you're, like, the, when somebody else talks about them, it's so easy to be like, that sounds so up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? right? <laughs> um, my next pick is uh, Hey YA favorite. Uh, it's The Field Guide to the North American Teenager by Ben Felipe. Yeah. And, yeah, those who don't know the story uh, can look it up on Book Riot, but Eric and I made made the dedication of this book go viral. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but the book itself is also awesome. It's about a um, black French-Canadian boy who is forced to move to Austin, Texas with his mother, and he chooses to enter his new school chronicling what it's like being a fish out of water. So he's he's got this like very cynical point of view and I found him rather unlikable, um, which is really rare. Like rarely do you see um, male characters who are who are written as unlikable, but um, I couldn't help but also love him despite the fact I was like, this is like you're you're ridiculous. Uh, I love you. Um, and and ultimately he comes to sort of understand that really being resistant to making friends, to um, adapting to this new environment that he doesn't have any choice over um, won't help him to uh, succeed, won't help his attitude, won't help him feel better. Um, it's also really funny. Um, and that is The Field Guide to the North American Teenager by Ben Felipe. I've been looking forward to that one, too. <laughs> yeah, that one sounds really good. Um, I have a couple more that I, I wanted to talk about that I am looking forward to that I haven't read Go yet. Go for it. Um, the Tenth Girl by Sarah Faring. Um, it's 
set in Argentina, and it's about an isolated finishing school. Um, and there's some hauntings going on. I think that one sounds amazing. That one comes out in September. Um, and then there's also the um, House of Salt and Sorrows by Aaron Craig, um, which is a horror retelling of the 12 Dancing Princesses. A horror retelling of it? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound amazing? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the cover is really cool on that one, too. And that one comes out in August. Um, and then there's one in June called I Want to Be Where You Are by Christina Forrest. Um, that's a ballet book. I, I grew up as a ballerina dancing, um, like, from ages four till I graduated from college. So ballet is, like was a huge part of my life, and so I really gravitate to ballet books. And this one seems like it's got a road trip and romance and ballet. So that's like all my boxes ticked. Yeah, like <laughs> that sounds amazing. So I cannot wait for that one. Those all sound awesome. Eric, yes. do you have any more you want to? Yeah, uh, The Weight of Our Sky by Hannah Alcuff. We've mm. talked about this one uh, before. Uh, I got to read this one nice and early, and I adored it. Uh, it kind of makes me think of like a YA kite runner in some ways. Um, mm. It's about mm-hmm. a teen girl who gets caught up in the race riots in Malaysia in 1969 and is just trying to survive. Uh, there's lots of uh, interesting conversations about mental health in the book that are portrayed in a really, like, really unique way. Um, and it's just I don't know. It's just so unlike anything uh, I read this year. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Please pick it up. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> uh, the weight of our sky by Hannah Alkoff, and I highly I, I highly recommend following her on Twitter too because uh, she's this amazingly talented illustrator, and every now and again posts like her illustration work. I, I hope she does a, a graphic novel at some point. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, the last one I'm going to throw out is We Set the Dark on Fire by Taylor May. Taylor K. Miha. I wrote the wrong name down. And I, as I said it, I was like, that's wrong. Like, I know that that's wrong. Um, it's a book about girls who break rules and girls who defy politics and girls who fall in love with one another in a world where they aren't allowed to. Uh, this one was really fiery and feminist. And um, every time I talk about this one, the author sends me a message about how funny it is that I got so mad because this is part of a duology. So if you need to read them back to back, you need to hold on and not just discover halfway through like I did that you're going to be waiting another year for the second book but um worth the read now worth the read when the second book comes out and that is We Set the Dark on Fire by Taylor K. Meha oh should we uh should we head to our second topic yeah it sounds good um but you know it's funny you were saying how like first debut novels end up becoming these like classics uh in YA and like I started like just jotting down all the ones on my bookshelf that I was like oh yeah I would consider that one. Oh yeah, that one, that one, that one, and there were just like so <laughs> many, um, like like more happy than not by Adam Silvera and like the Serpent King by Jeff Zentner and uh, Starfish, which I know I didn't shut up about like last year by <laughs> Akimi Bowman, um, Astonishing Color of After by Emily Xarpan, it won like a billion awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just so awesome to see books just knock it out of the park on book one. Um, and another yeah. one, another one you could add to that is. Um, the Sacred Lies of Minnow Bly oh, by yeah. Stephanie Oaks, who, which that's like a huge Facebook show that Eric and I keep talking about needing to watch and talk about <laughs> because <laughs> apparently it's been renewed for a second season. It's done so well. And wow. I didn't but, know it was a show. <laughs> it's, it's like Facebook does shows now and what? it's a Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why am I so out of the loop on yeah, this? Facebook I feel like is this also is also Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a case of the olds don't know. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> but we will we will watch it. Um that's a really yeah, that's a really good point. I'm trying to think if there are any other can you think of any others that are like classics? I mean I guess I'm thinking from like when I was a teen, like looking for Alaska mm-hmm. um has made it um Oh, the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Oh, do people still read that yeah. one? I think, yeah, I, I think they do. Like, those are the ones that I think of, the ones from when I was a teen that I still think about, that I think have, like, informed a lot of the ones, like, have paved the way. Yeah. Yeah, now who makes movies? 
Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that's right. Oh. But he's he's got like an adult book coming out this year too, doesn't he? Oh, really? Hmm. Really? Yeah. It's like it's a very adult book. That's probably why. Yeah. It's like it's it's very not like the YA book that you would gravitate towards, you know. In, right. in general, you not like a you you right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the you. formal you. Um, let's. Let's segue. There's like not a nice segue here, but let's segue into our next topic. Um, before we do that, we'll hit our second sponsor, which is TBR, Book Riot's new subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. TBR is Book Riot's new subscription service offering tailored book recommendations for readers of all stripes. Been dreaming of a stitch fix for books? Now it's here. Tell TBR about your reading preferences and what you're looking for and sit back while your bibliologist handpicks recommendations just for you. TBR offers plans to receive hardcover books in the mail or recommendations by email, so there's an option for every budget. Visit mytbr.co to sign up. That's mytbr.co. That's .co, not com. So our next topic is where Alyssa is our real expert again. It's my favorite topic. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's something that Eric and I don't talk a whole lot about because, I don't know, why don't we talk about this a whole lot? Eric's, like, haunted by the billboard. (laughs) He can't can't answer. Uh, Anyway, the topic is dark fairy tales in YA. Um, And I'm curious what you think if this is an area that's sort of growing. Um, In addition to your book... You think about the Hazelwood, which came out last year, and the sequel comes out, is it next year, early next year? Late this year, early next year. Like it's Sometimes soon Yeah. Um, Within a year. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've seen more and more of them popping up. Yeah, I would agree with that. I wonder why. Any ideas? Any thoughts? I don't know. I mean, uh, like, at least for me, personally, like, I grew up with the happy Disney Mm -hmm. fairy tales, Um, you know, like Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid, and those were real classics. And I love Disney. I'm a Disney fanatic. But I do like that dark side as well. Because, you know, it's like, it's good to talk about, like, our hopes and dreams and sing and dance about that. But (laughs) I also really connect with exploring fear and anxiety Mm -hmm. through... um, through fairy tales so I think maybe it's just it uh, it appeals to teens too Mm. because they're going through you know like this period of growing growing up and um exploring the world around them and I think that fairy tales can help give voice to the things that we can't always articulate um you know like the monsters Mm -hmm. and the dark woods um are kind of a great metaphor for you know, ordinary things that you're going through. One of the things I, like, I pulled that, I'm pulling the cord out, I'm just making a mess in here. Um, one of the things I really liked about your book was the exploration of anxiety, which I didn't anticipate to be uh, one of the themes that came up, and yet it was so fitting. It, it worked perfectly. Um, Thank you. If you yeah. want to talk a little bit about that, I'd love to hear a little bit more. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because in my first draft, like, I didn't set about to be like, I'm going to write about anxiety. And this, it just kind of happened because it's part of my life, my reality. And um, so I'm kind of like reading back over my first draft and I'm like, oh man, Rhea's really anxious. And, you know, and some of the other characters too. And I then I kind of, in subsequent drafts, kind of really dug into that and wanted to explore that and um, how, you know, there's obviously there's magic happening as well. Um, and I wanted to kind of play with um, the magic kind of like amplifying what she's feeling, you know, again, kind of a, a metaphor for everything that's going on inside of her. Um, so I think it just, it just, the fairy tale format just lends itself really well to talking about um, these issues like mental health. Yeah, I I would agree. It's funny because like, um, I'm not a big fantasy reader, but I do, when I pick up dark fairy tales, always find myself really enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if part of it is that a lot of them are, um, a lot of them are straight horror stories, but there are so many elements of uh, what makes something a horror story that fits into uh, this like darker side of fairy tales. And um, I think what you said too, like fits on top of that as well. Like there's so many big issues that can be 
written metaphorically, but in a way that's not like heavy metaphor, you know? Absolutely, yeah. It's like these are like the um, the archetypes that we're all sort of familiar with and can mm-hmm. can understand in a way that, you know, maybe if written in a contemporary novel doesn't have the same sort of punch or power. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just another way to explore to explore it, you know, through fan- through a fantasy lens mm-hmm. rather than a realistic one. Eric, you're there. Yeah. I hear you. No, I'm here. <laughs> I was just again on mute due to a uh, haunted billboard. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's I'm, gonna that's gotta be a show title. The, it does. Haunted, Billboard. the haunted Billboard. <laughs> that's a good story idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, what are your thoughts on dark fairy tales? I mean, I love them. I, I love retellings and seeing uh, you know something classic retold through a different lens and, and given to us a little uh, a little more. I don't know. Gives us a, a chance to empathize with characters, but that might not otherwise get a chance to. Uh, to have that experience with. I know I'm looking at some of the books we're going to talk about and you guys list them <laughs> pretty, pretty detailed <laughs> here. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to just dive into a couple of them? Yeah, totally. Um, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, so one of my very favorites actually came out in 2006. It looks like, um, I didn't read it until probably a few years ago, but it instantly became one of my very favorites, and it's called Katura and Lord. Sorry, it's <laughs> it's okay. and Lord Death by, by Martine Levitt, um, and it is. It's very short, um, and it's kind of on the surface. I would almost hesitate to call it dark, um, but then when I think about it, it really kind of is a dark fairy tale. Um, it's about a girl, um, sixteen years old, who gets lost in the forest, and uh, Lord Death comes for her. Um, But before he can take her away, uh, she tells him the story of a girl who um, wishes to find her true love before she dies. And he's kind of fascinated by the story, and she tells him that uh, there's a little bit of a Scheherazade kind of where she's like, I'll tell you the rest of the story tomorrow night if you let me live one more day. Um, And they end up making a bargain that if she, because the story she's telling is about herself, um, if she finds her true love in a day, then she can live. If not, um, Lord Death will come for her. Um, And, you know, it's a very kind of simple story. She kind of goes back and does try to find her true love in all the the men of the village. Um, And she's kind of scrambling to delay death day after day. Um, And it's, it's so haunting. And I think I would call it a dark fairy tale because of um, it's really a story about a girl who is di- like dies at a young age, um, going into this dark forest. Um, so it's it's classic, but it's it's unlike anything I've ever read before. And I think it really had a big impact on me in the way that I think about fairy tales. Um, and I love this like bargain at the heart of it because I feel like bargains are a huge part mm-hmm. of fairy tales, um, especially these very dark ones. And there's one in the Waking Forest as well, um, you know, information in exchange for guessing a name. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I wanted. To say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to segue out of it. That's okay. We're still figuring out how segues work, and sometimes we don't bother. Right? <laughs> um, Move on to the next thing, I guess. Yeah. So uh, my first pick, when I can get my headphone back in, I was laughing so hard I like knocked it out. Um, <laughs> is uh, a book that's coming out, and it's coming out in July. Uh, it's Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and Cornelia Funk. Um, I just got an arc of this one, and it reminded me of how much I dug the movie when it came out, and I'm really excited to. And your book has been compared to it. I've seen it the has, comp to it, which was kind of like hard for me in a way because my (laughs) publisher picked it like I didn't have a say and I was like that movie is so good like can you really compare this book to that like how am I gonna live up to that you know like it was a little scary for me um but I do. I love that movie, and I admire it. I'm so excited yeah. for that book. Yeah, you came in when I had the book sitting on the table, and you're like, can I look at it? And I'm like, Gosh, yeah. It's like even just looking at the cover. It's beautiful. It's like so pretty. It is. It's like um, I'd mentioned, and I wrote in here, like, 
um, part of what made this movie like really work for me was it felt so much like horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm Definitely. excited to read the book thinking that as well as thinking in terms of like the fairy tale structure and, and the fairy tale within it. Um, and also the book is just beautiful. Um, all the chapters are super heavily designed. They're very artful. And it looks like it's going to be like the perfect summer read. I know some people like light and fluffy during the summer. I like dark and yeah, like yeah. <laughs> dark and awful. Uh, that's my summer reading. So um, that's Pan's Labyrinth coming by Guillermo del Toro and Cornelia Funk in July. <laughs> dark and awful summer reads. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, so two of mine that I want to talk about really quick is, is uh, Hunted by Megan Spooner and then Sherwood also by Megan Spooner. Um, these definitely fall in the dark fairy tale uh, realm as they are uh, retellings of Robin Hood and retellings of Beauty and the Beast with a darker twist. Uh, in the case of Hunted, uh, the father has been sort of obsessed with this beast figure all her life. Uh, and then our, our main character goes out to, to hunt this creature down. Um, in Sherwood, it's uh, sort of uh, flipped where Robin of Loxley uh, has been killed uh, and Maid Marian doesn't know what she's going to do. Am I going to continue or not? Uh, and then decides to take up the, uh, I guess, take up the the bow and arrow? I don't know. I guess you can't say take up the sword <laughs> with Robin Hood. It only really quite works the same way. Uh, to, uh, you know, step in and, uh, you know, defend the people of, uh, of Nottingham and all that. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, both of them are really exciting and super thrilling. And sure, what just came out? What month is this? April came out last month. <laughs> uh, and they are they are big, thick books. So if you're looking for some dark fairy tales that will take you a while to get through, uh, scoop both them up. I loved Haunted. I haven't read Sherwood yet, but... It's like a series, isn't it? She's done a few. I don't know. I know there's those two. Um... Maybe I'm just thinking of those two, but I know yeah, exactly yeah. which ones you're talking because I can picture the cover. Yeah, yeah. they have a very similar <laughs> look, similar. too. Like, <laughs> maybe she's going to do more of them. I hope so. They're, they're um, fun. Do you want to hit your next one? Yeah, sure. So, um, one book that I really loved, it came out in 2016, is Vasa in the Night by Sarah Porter. It's kind of this bonkers retelling of Vasilisa the Beautiful, the Russian fairy tale, um, set in present-day Brooklyn. Um, and it was just so out there. I, I loved it. Like, I love books that are kind of kind of bizarre like that and it just felt like this like weird fever dream um where the girl it it pretty much follows um Vasilisa the Beautiful beat for beat um she goes to in this in this version she goes to this convenience store which is owned by Babs Yag I don't even know how to say that it's Baba Yaga um from Russian folklore um and she has a penchant for beheading shoplifters. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so very dark right away. Um, and uh, so Vaza is sent there by her stepsister in the middle of the night for light bulbs. And um, so she's drawn into this store, and she's not sure. And it's, of course, it's on chicken legs, um, <laughs> like Baba Yaga's house. And um, she's drawn into this very strange world, and she's not sure she's going to be able to escape with her head um, on her shoulders. <laughs> Man, a penchant for beheading shoplifters. Yeah. That's like... I'm like, I'm still sitting with that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a really great, like, you know, Facebook hobbies thing to click on. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I'm going to sit with that for, for a bit, because that, that's great. Um, again, not a book I'd pick up, but that description alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my next one is one we've talked about before, and I'm going to talk about it again, and it's Ash by Melinda Lowe. Uh, the 10th anniversary edition comes out in May, so soon. Um, it's Cinderella with queer girls, and it's not the sort of Disney, swoony Cinderella story that you expect, but this is more in line with the classic darker fairy tale. Um, and like I said, it's being re-released, so it's got... The cover is almost identical, but I think it has a new um, new set of blurbs and how this book has been so important for YA readers in the last 10 years. And when it first came out, I listened to it on audio um, after it was listed 
shortlisted for the Morris Award, and I have such vivid memories of driving to work listening to this book because her descriptions of everything were just so beautiful. Um, and yeah, so you might know the Cinderella story, but this is the darker story, and also it's queer, which is, you know, always, always good, and that this was 10 years ago she was, you know, doing these sorts of stories is really... It's awesome to think about, and it's also really sad to think that it's only been 10 years, um, that really there's been more queer stories put out there um, across all genres in YA. And that is Ash by Melinda Lowe. Let's see, and for my next one, uh, I'm going to say Winter Song by S.J. Jones. Uh, So I don't know if our listeners have seen the movie uh, Labyrinth. Um, featuring uh, the late, great David Bowie. Uh, but Winter Song uh, is sort of the perfect novel for you in the case of uh, you know being a fan of that movie. Um, it's about a, a teen girl who uh, has heard all about this mysterious goblin king uh, and gets swept away uh, to this world full of music and fantasy and, and all of that uh, when her sister is uh, scooped up uh, by the goblin king. And it's this really dark, uh, just surprisingly swoony <laughs> magical book um, <clears throat> excuse me that is uh, you know should absolutely be on your, your dark fairy tale reading list uh, gives a di- sort of different perspective of the the Goblin King story that you get in uh, in uh, Labyrinth and that is uh, Winter Song and it's a duology that is already done Kelly so if you haven't read it <laughs> uh, you can pick it up now <laughs> I read Winter Song and it was really good, but I have not picked up the second one yet, so I need to get on that. <laughs> yeah. They're both out. Yeah, they're both out. I know. I'm like you. I like to wait usually because mm-hmm. I get frustrated. Like I want the rest now. I'm not the only one, and I really feel validated right now. <laughs> yeah, no I'm, no, I'm the same way. Like I was just reading um, A Curse So Dark and Lonely, which was another kind of. Um, dark fairy tale mm-hmm. um and i didn't know that it was a series and i got to the end oh, i was no. like no that's the worst it really is yeah but i mean i love the book and i'm excited mm-hmm. to read the next one but yeah i was like no no i have to wait a whole year <laughs> or more i don't know when yeah. the next one comes out um but the next one on my list is forest of a thousand lanterns by julie c dow um came out a couple years ago it's um an east asian reimagining of the evil queen from snow white mm. Um, oh, I wrote Sleeping Beauty, but that's not right. It is Snow White. <laughs> I said it right. That confused me. Um, so this one is, I mean, just by nature, I mean, it's the evil queen's story. And um, so, you know, that's going to be dark. And um, there's prophecy and there's spurned love and there's the eating of hearts. Uh, she eats the hearts of the recently killed to fuel her magic. Um, yeah. <laughs> Man, we need to team her up with the guy who's, you know, got the pension for beheading shoplifters. Yeah, right? Like, I know. That's that a story. That would be a scary um, duo to come across. <laughs> um, yeah, this book was really enchanting, and I believe it is a series, um, but I'm not sure. I feel like it's a duology, maybe? Or a duology. But I think the second one was maybe about a like it's connected, but not say. the same. I might be wrong, but I... Like standalone companion? Yeah. Okay. Like, what are the words there? Yeah. But I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know for sure. But um, but definitely that book, I felt like, was just one story. Um, and yeah, it was, I was really blown away by it. My next one and my last one is uh, The Replacement by Brenna Yovanoff, which is maybe a little bit more horror than fairy tale, but I'm going to include it because it's a backless gem. Um, I have a thing for replacement stories, which is not a thing I realized I had until like I took stock in all the horror movies that I love and realized, oh, there's a theme here. Um, and Yovanoff is so great at dark and macabre stories. Uh, This particular one follows Mackie Doyle, who isn't human. He's a replacement that was left in exchange for a baby 16 years ago, and he's basically allergic to everything that humans need to survive. Um, So really, he wants to figure out a way to survive in this human world because he has to. Uh, Of course, he meets a girl, and it turns out that that girl's baby sister goes missing, and now Mackie has to go back to the world that is not human and see if he can find the baby and also to score his crush. 
and that is The Replacement by Brenna Yovanoff. Oh, man. Kelly, before we sign off, I have to tell you both how wildly distracted I am right now, because in my backyard... There's some guy on the roof across the, from me collecting bees in, like, a bee uniform and everything, or, like, the, the, the little hat thing on, uh, on a roof of a building, like, right in back of me. Um, I'm going to text you a picture after the podcast. Awesome. <laughs> Eric, did you have any more titles you wanted to add here? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like I'm watching a creepy fairy tale outside my window right now. Between that and the billboard. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> like, I'm what doing. is going on over there? <laughs> Weird things are happening in Eric's world that he can't explain. He'll be writing a book about it soon. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to add any other titles? You know, as we're sitting here, I'm like thinking of a thousand mm-hmm. more I could talk about, but um, I guess I'll just add um, one more. My favorite um, that I forgot to add to the list, but it's. Um, the Girl Who Circumnavigated Fairyland mm-hmm. in a Ship of Her Own Making um, by Catherine M. Valenti. Uh, it's a five-book series, and all the books are out now, <laughs> um, if you haven't read them yet. Um, and it's about a girl who... It's set during World War II, I believe, and she is just whisked away to this fairyland, and she meets all these kind of kooky characters, um, and it's just such a fun such a fun book and it's just so beautifully written um it's probably like one of my favorite endings of a series ever as well um and it's kind of an alternative to like peter pan where Mm. wendy's not allowed to go back to neverland where um fairyland is kind of always there and waiting for you and i really love that about that series i know so many book writers who just raved about that series like from the start um and I feel like Valenti is such a prolific writer. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's got so many books out. Uh, I know. It's crazy. It's yeah. like, how? Yeah. It's impressive. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Not complaining. Just like, yeah, wow. No, just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think, if I'm correct, Eric, who is dealing with the bees and the billboard, uh, that <laughs> is our show. <laughs> Um, but before we sign off, Alyssa, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and remind them the title of your book? Yeah, which is The Waking Forest. Um, so um, I'm on Twitter at Alyssa Weiss. It's A-L-Y-S-S-A-W-E-E-S. And I'm also on Instagram at Alyssa underscore Weiss. Uh, there was another Alyssa Weiss on Instagram. Oh. I was like, what? Um, so I had to put an underscore in there. Um, and then I also have a website uh, that is just alyssaweiss.com. Awesome. Thanks for joining us this week. Yes. And so much. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. If you've got any feedback about the show, uh, you can leave it on Apple Podcasts. That lets us know how we're doing, and it helps other people find us. Thanks again to today's sponsors for helping make the show possible. You can follow me, Kelly Jensen, on Twitter and Instagram as Veronica Kelly Mars. And you can follow Eric Smith based on the buzzing billboard and the bees. <laughs> and also on Twitter and Instagram as Eric Smith Rocks. And we will talk to you all again in two weeks. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.